of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. All right, let's talk some more Cavs basketball. Let's talk some more Kevin Love uh, asking to be released. And uh, we're going to mix in some All-Star weekend festivities as Donovan Mitchell will be a starter in the All-Star game Sunday night in Utah representing the Cleveland Cavaliers. And we'll discuss all of that right now with the senior NBA writer at HoopsWire.com. You can follow him on Twitter, at Amico Hoops. He is Sam Amico. Sam, how are you today? Good. How are you doing? Hey, we're great, man. Thanks so much for joining us. We appreciate it. We know you're a busy guy. Had the trade deadline, now the big story of the day. And let's start there before we get to the Cavaliers, and that's Kevin Love. Last week, Kobe Altman said, no, I haven't had any talks. Well, we're not going to release them. And then here we are about a week later. Well, yeah, there's a rumor out there that Kevin Love went and asked to be released. They haven't done it yet. What are you hearing is happening, actually, between the Cavs and Kevin Love? Well, uh, for starters, Kenny, this has been brewing for a few days. Uh, obviously, Kevin's not been playing. And, uh, you know, I think at first it was okay. It seemed to be understandable. But, you know, the further we move into the season and the more he falls out of the rotation, uh, it sort of seemingly has become an issue. He's kind of isolated himself, not necessarily from his teammates, but they just feel like, you know, there's a little bit of tension there. There has been for a few days between him and the organization. He's, he's, you know, on an expiring contract. He wants to play. He wants to work toward a new deal next season. Uh, had been very open to, to re-signing with the Cavs. But, you know, the further this, him, him receiving all these, you know, just being benched, being glued to the bench almost under any circumstance uh, has just, kind of he's kind of distanced himself and then you know it all came to a head where said look i i want to go somewhere where i'm going to get an opportunity to play so uh that's where it stands now and the Cavs are you know as far as we can tell are are going to accommodate him sam that lack of playing time is it injury related or does jb bickerstaff fallen out of favor with him uh it's just a matter of falling out of favor you know uh Hmm. I think they discussed it a couple of weeks ago before this happened and said, look, this is the rotation we're going to go with. It's hard to argue with it. They, they'd won seven in a row until last night. You know, uh, the defense has been playing well, and that's kind of where he struggled. I think his thumb is, is fine. He's felt it's fine and, and, you know, ready to start contributing again. So it wasn't really a health-related thing. It was, it was more of a... Uh, just these are the guys we're going with right now and you know there's eight or nine of them and Kevin's not in that in that uh, rotation Sam we're seeing on social media and I'm sure uh, you know you're seeing some of this as well but from people that you've talked to as well Lakers Heat uh, Warriors three teams that either a uh, are playing team or are playoff teams uh, or, or Anybody else out there besides those three that you're hearing, or are those the top three if he is released where he might consider signing? 
Well, you could throw you could probably throw Portland in there and okay. Boston, Boston as well. Uh, the the problem with most of those teams that we just named, uh, they would take moves probably and release somebody to to sign them, except for Miami. And why you know Miami's the one spot where it looks like uh, you know maybe the front runner, so to speak roster spot and they are desperate for uh floor spacer you know they just, they just don't have the duncan robinson who's their normal just has not been uh meeting that role fulfilling that role so they're looking for you know some additional shooting the big guy then uh you know we've heard russell westbrook link to them as well but it, it, it seems like you know they they really have Kevin Love on their roster and they are on their radar and they they have an open roster spot so uh, that's that's one spot that he could end up but you know these other teams could make a corresponding move and, and, and wave somebody and he could end up in one of those other spots. Clay Thompson, you know Kevin and Clay Thompson are tight; they were childhood friends, and, and wouldn't be a big surprise if if Clay Thompson started recruiting him. Uh, with the Warriors should they open up a roster spot. All right, let me stop you there, Sam, and you mentioned two Eastern Conference teams. Would the Cavaliers be willing to just let this guy go, let him play wherever he wants to, even if it's in the Eastern Conference, and for a team that they could either in the first round play in the playoffs or maybe down the road if they advance, is this something that they're considering about, all right, do we let him go and play where he wants, or do we keep him to keep him from going to a you know a team we'll play, and also as insurance in case something happens to Evan Mobley or Jared Allen? I wouldn't be surprised if they try to work it out a little bit because of those reasons. You know, you have to consider injuries first. Uh, you know, like you said, if if something should happen to the guys in front of them, whether it's Evan Mobley or or. Uh, uh, Dean Wade or, you know, some of the guys who are playing ahead of him, if, if one of them, God forbid, were to get injured for any amount of time, uh, then you'd, you'd, you'd want Kevin Love on the roster. That said, they're not looking at it like, you know, if he if he were to go to one of these other teams, that it would be uh, something that would come back to haunt them. You know, I mean, he's shooting... He's shooting, what, 30-something percent from the field, lower 30s. He's averaging career low, 8.5 points, career low at 6.8 rebounds. Uh, his defensive liabilities are pretty evident. They've, they've become more evident lately. Uh, so I, I think if the Cavs do end up buying him out, it's, it's not a concern. You know, they're, they're looking at it like he's a guy that's probably not going to help much uh, whether it comes to the Celtics or Heat or any of those guys, it's not like they're letting go the Kevin Love of even a year ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they feel like if, if they buy him out, that that you know maybe all of a sudden he becomes an exploit Griffin and just doesn't really contribute much anywhere else. That's a great point. Speaking about contributing, Sam, I'm interested in your thoughts on Danny Green. What should we really expect? He logs 11 minutes last night, three points. What do you expect? Similar to that, probably, you know, a couple of three-pointers uh, a, a game, but and, and, some, and some pretty decent defense on the perimeter. I'll say this, you know, yeah, it doesn't sound like much, uh, but you're talking about a bench that 
a guy coming off the bench that in the playoffs who's who's been there before uh, has has you know if you throw him in with Karis Levert and uh, you know you could you could potentially have a and Ricky Rubio all of a sudden you have a veteran bench for the playoffs and he may only make two or three pointers two or three three pointers a game or maybe even one but you know in the playoffs. A, a, a timely three-pointer or two can really be impactful and meaningful. And he's a guy who has won three championships, three different teams, and, and has, you know, like the old saying goes, he's been there before. He knows these situations. He can help with the younger guys uh, when it comes to the postseason. So, but may not, you know, he's not going to he's not going to fill up the box score by any stretch, but he could come in and, and make a contribution much like Ricky Rubio uh, did the last season and just kind of adding that veteran know-how and leadership and a couple big buckets a game. That's what they're hoping for from Danny Green. Sam Amico is our guest right now. Check him out at hoopswire.com. Sam, when you add somebody to the mix this late in the season, you know, you talk about chemistry and everything else. Is it a good fit to bring in a guy like Danny Green, or should you just ride it? I, I don't know what the expectations for the Cavaliers, other than maybe win maybe one series in the playoffs this year, is anyway. Does it make sense? Yeah, it sure doesn't hurt. You know, I mean, you got him for cheap. Uh, he He's just now coming back. He, he played a week. He's been out all season with the Grizzlies uh, after, you know, his knee injury. And... uh so then he played a week, and he, he showed some signs that, you know, he's going to be coming back around. I, I think it's a low-risk move, and, you know, he's just signed for the rest of the year to the veterans' minimum. He's not he's not creating any havoc, in, uh, you know, as far as the salary cap goes. So they've been looking for for perimeter shooting. Wasn't weren't able to get any at the, at the trade deadline. Uh, and, and, frankly, he's probably – a guy that it's a better situation for the Cavs when you think about some of the names we had heard at the trade deadline, which really didn't move the needle. Here they're able to to get somebody uh, low cost, low risk, and uh, really is a veteran player who really fits uh, their culture that that Kobe Altman has you know kind of built lately with a, a, a strong culture and a, and, a, and a lot of positivity. Danny Green fits that, so it really was a no-brain. Sam Amico talking Cavs NBA stuff with us here on the Kenny and JT Show. Always appreciate Sam checking in with us. Sam, let's check the Cavaliers at the break, 38-23. and 23. Uh, Not a uh, – all losses are bad because you lost, right? Terrible first half, good second half, uh, but they lose – in a barometer test, if you will, on the road last night at Philadelphia by six points after being down by 28. So looking at last night's game, looking at the, the break, where they're at, your thoughts on the fourth team in the Eastern Conference right now, the Cavaliers, and uh, what they've accomplished so far. I think it's been, you know, the past few weeks have been good. Uh, they've been able to stay healthy, which is a big thing with them. Uh, you, you, you know, like you said, losing in Philadelphia, not a huge deal to a team that's probably going to finish third in the East. The Cavs will probably finish fourth uh, if, if all goes, you know, everybody stays healthy. And really, the, the nice thing for the Cavs is the teams below them, other than Miami, really aren't, you know, 
going to be that big of a threat in the first round of playoffs. Problem is, you might end up playing Miami in the first round because the Heat might finish with the fifth seed, and that's a veteran team. But the nice thing for the Cavs is, you know, you talk about the Celtics, the Bucks, the 76ers, and the Heat. Those are all teams with a lot of playoff experience, a lot of teams that have gone far in the playoffs. Uh, the Cavs' core, other than Donovan, has it. You know, Evan Mobley, never been in the playoffs. Darius Garland, never been in the playoffs. Jared Allen went once in 2019 when he was a member of the Nets. You know, so uh, it'll be a great experience for them to get in there. They've, they've been playing uh, overall the past probably, say, three weeks very well. And uh, just if they just continue to stay on this course, you know, they'll get out of the first round probably and, and, and get a taste of the second round. And that's the natural progression that you've got to take. So, look, the important thing that for them this year is finishing strong, getting in the playoffs, getting Garland and Mobley, Isaac Okoro, and some of those younger guys, uh, what this is all about, get them to experience this, and then, and then you take the next natural step next season. Sam, here's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping it's the Knicks who end up fifth. And then you get, uh, you know, a team that hasn't had a lot of playoff experience and the Cavaliers, uh, you know, not a lot of playoff experience going at each other. So I'm kind of rooting for the Knicks to surpass the Nets, end up number five, and have a, a Cavs-Knicks first-round playoff matchup. What do you think? I think that'd be favorable for the Cavs for sure, yeah. You know, and, and that's a distinct possibility given that the Nets, you know, reshape their entire roster. They could they could fall to the play in tournament. Um, you know, so I, I think look if you're if you're the Cavs, really you want to avoid the Heat um, just because of their. And, and, you know, they went to the finals a couple years ago, and primarily have most of those guys back, and they're a veteran team, and they're going to know how to win on the road. So home court advantage won't mean a whole lot. Uh, but I think if you get the Knicks or the Nets or if the Hawks, you know, kind of scoot up there, you'll still be in pretty good shape if you're the Cavs. Last thing, we'll let you go, Sam Amico. We appreciate the time. The All-Star game this weekend, Donovan Mitchell uh, starting in the All-Star game, Evan Mobley playing in the, the Rising Stars games. Uh, what are you expecting out of the guys wearing the wine and gold this weekend? Well, I think, you know, for the most part with Mitchell going back to Salt Lake City, uh, that's a, that's a big deal, obviously. Uh, I was just shooting the breeze with some scouts who were half jokingly predicting that he would win MVP. In Utah. Well, I hope he would does. Something? Yeah, Sam, I hope he does. I just bet three dollars on him this morning on one of my apps. Now that it's legal to win the MVP, I'm not kidding. I looked at that and I go, you know what? He's going back there, and he's a starter, right? So he's probably going to log a lot of minutes. So I threw three dollars down on Donovan Mitchell, and I'll tell you what I win uh, if he comes through on that. All right, as I, I put this in there uh, to, to make sure, uh, I got three dollars down on Donovan Mitchell. And uh, what do you think that would pay me? Uh, what do you think his odds are right now, Sam? I, uh, boy, uh, I'm not much of a, I tried betting, you know, who those, since it became legal in Ohio, I, I, but I've been putting money on, you know, Harvard and Eastern Washington. And <laughs> well, right, right. Uh, but yeah, it's been like, it's been like $20. 
Well, I've got $3 down on him at 15-1 to 1 odds, so $3 will win me 45 if he ends up as the most valuable player. So I'm hoping that indeed does happen. So I'm happy to hear that some scouts were saying that to you, Sam. We always appreciate the time and the insight that you give us there. Uh, fantastic work at HoopsWire.com on Twitter, at Amico Hoops. Thanks so much for the time, Sam. We'll talk again uh, throughout the rest of this regular season and into the postseason, hopefully. All right, guys, thanks for having me, and I'm sure we will uh, chat again soon.